And we catch up again with Errol Smith having talked of a road test. Now let's talk about how road tests might be in the future and with some quirky news. Errol, thanks again for your time. No worries, David. Jonathan Daly, he calls himself an urbanist, which means he's looking at places where we go to. Now, Errol, you go to places to shop and other things. Why do you like them? What do we say about what we'd like about an area? Now, the point is, doing a survey after you've been there is not really much good at all. The reason being is... It's all past, and we often then try to rationalise why we did it. You don't Mm. try and say, I went there because it's dungy and I like cruddy places or things. Mm. You might have weird reasons for going, but you never particularly be prepared to say it. And you may not recall how you really felt about the place when you were there. Yeah. Mm. When you get up in the morning and say, I will go to that place, the reasons might be quite different to even when you get there too. Everybody goes somewhere and then forgets why they why they went. Well, no, that's that's my personal organisation. That's the problem. <laughs> Jonathan Daly just gave a paper at the Asian Pacific Place Leaders Conference. Place being how do we design urban areas that creates a sense of place, not just a function. You know, we have roads and bus stops and seats and things, but how people react to it and feel of it as a sense of place. And he measures people not just by a survey afterwards, but as they walk around, he has things that are eye-tracking glasses, so he knows where people look and how long they look for. He has EEG headsets, heart rate and skin sensitivity, and he walks beside them and asks them questions as they go. Now, Errol, would you be happy to be part of a survey such as this? Certainly sounds like a bit of a lab rat setup, but... um... Um, but I, I see where, where he's going because you can – what your eyes actually look at, even for the quick glances, gives an awful lot away about what interests you and uh, what, what attracts your attention. That could be a problem, Errol. For good or bad, yes. <laughs> it doesn't it's, – it doesn't, the technology doesn't judge. It only observes. But the technicians who assess the data might well make conclusions. Yes, yes. And and the other thing they can do is they can sit down with the person afterwards and say, well, this, you know, this particular feature of the building grabbed your attention. You know, what, what, what does that, uh, what does that mean to you? And they can sort of, you know, perhaps notice that certain things raise their heart rate for, or, or whatever else happened in their, uh, their physiology at the time. Hang on, he doesn't go that far. The interesting, <laughs> the interesting point is they have used this to some degree in measuring, as you said, architectural things, that people walk down the street, look at buildings, and they don't just ask for a personal opinion. They, ask, they measure to see how you react to it. And I like that because I don't want a place in the city or in my urban shopping areas to be just a measure of someone's aesthetic appeal. Darling, I love these colours and that's what the trend is now. This is what we've got to be. Or a wine connoisseur that says, oh, this is rubbish, when you're quite happy to drink it. I'd much rather have a range of people saying, well, we reacted in these certain ways. Mm. And this is the technology that could be applied to so other things where you want to gauge someone's reaction and get a bit more information than, than what they just tell you. And, uh, and road test is, a, is one of those things. You can get, get someone to look at a car and sit in it and use the controls and see what, what attracts their attention on the dashboard and the internal controls and that kind of thing and see how much time they spend looking for different buttons and controls. And, yeah, there's an awful lot of information you can get from 
from this type of tech. I wonder if you record sound as well. You and I have talked about a number of controls on cars and computers in general where we have expressed a feeling, we have denigrated the character of the people who designed it. <laughs> yes, it's often with four-letter words. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I think that's the, think that's the the part where the um the sensors measure an increased heart rate. <laughs> <laughs> Your point about, for example, the power of a car. If it's very powerful, you don't want to go off and say, "Oh, I didn't like it; it scared me." Yet, mm. if you measure that, you might get a much nicer response to it. Nicer, a much more accurate response to it. Mm. Yeah, and and it's sort of I guess the hope here is that this type of technology will lead to better designed vehicles and and as he's an urbanist, better designed environments where people feel a bit more relaxed and welcome, and you can actually you know measure and confirm that in a, an empirical way rather than just sort of relying on on surveys of of things. Of course, you've just got to wire them up like a lab rat to get the results, but the technology is improving and becoming more compact and and less obtrusive as what to, to wear. I would like to see it being applied to public transport as well. We all think, or we all tend to think of public transport as the trip in the bus or the train, yet there's a whole approach to it, waiting for it if the bus is late or if it's mm. inconvenient or windy, that these sorts of factors really come into it. Windy is a classic example. These That's a factor that teachers know is when children are most likely to be distressed, is on very windy days. So if we were to design bus stops that didn't have as much wind effect on them, we might have a much happier person, and a person might not know to relate it to that. So if you ask them Mm. a survey, they might say, well, I thought that was a better bus stop. Oh, well, I guess I liked the paint, but it might not have been the paint at all. And and, and it might not have been, uh, I liked the bus ride, they might say, when in fact their actual physiology is saying that they're much happier waiting for and getting on the bus. Mm. Yeah, it might have been a comfortable bus stop that was, you know, well sheltered from the weather. could be that simple. I also would like to see the feelings as we go along, because I find in buses a lot that the jamming on the brakes. Uh, I I was in a bus the other day, which in off-peak period was packed and I was standing and the bus driver went around a 35-kilometre-an-hour corner trying to be Sir Jack Brabham. And, <laughs> you know, we were all thrown about. And you couldn't look at your mobile. You couldn't read a book. You couldn't do any of those things because it was just being tossed around like a rag doll. Yeah, such a rough ride, yeah. Well, they can add um, uh, sort of uh, G-sensors, you know. I'm looking um, to, to do those that. things as well. So, um, I mean, everyone really has one of those these days in their phone. Hmm. So, um so this technology that they're using is 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 portable, and you can you can now do that kind of thing where you can have some have it just on someone while they go through a a full trip from from home to the office. Mm. So there's all sorts of information that that we can get from people, and it's a, a very very interesting area of of study that that affects everyone. I would like to see my measurements as I walk past various buskers. <laughs> Well, you'll have, you'll have the audio recording too, and, and maybe 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 a video footage of, of you dropping a coin in, or uh, or walking, or or, or in in other cases, walking to the other side of the footpath. Equally, then you might have measurements on the busker, as when you drop a small coin in. <laughs>
You can measure his heart rate then. Yes. I went through a shopping centre the other day early in the morning, yeah, but like eight thirty, nine o'clock before there were many shoppers, and they had music blaring. And I felt totally and utterly distressed. Uh, early-ish in the morning, I was not my brightest. And here's this stuff blaring away. Oh, I, I felt mm. completely distressed. That kind of thing that people that run these types of centres don't realise the effect it's having on people. This is the, the kind of tech that can, that can let them know that, and perhaps make their place a little bit more comfortable and welcoming. Oh, that's almost warm and fuzzy, Errol. That's what we try and do, David. That's wonderful. Errol, uh, thank you for your time for this program, both in Road Tests and in Quirky News. Thank you again. No worries, David. And that's Errol Smith. We were talking about measuring your real response to situations, perhaps even road tests or testing a car might be an example. You can hear a longer chat with Errol and I on our website or also the interview with Jonathan Daly, where we talked a little bit more at length on what he was doing, how he was doing it, and why he was measuring the real responses of people as they experience our urban environment. 